podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool Football Club related. And today, folks, is a big day. Today is Champions League Day and it's Champions League royalty that we face. Liverpool versus AC Milan in the opening match of this year's Champions League. I couldn't be more excited for this. This is a proper game. I rarely get all that fussed about Champions League group stage. It's the it's the, the knockout stages you want to get to. But when you get a team like AC Milan, a club like Milan, who've they're one of the two clubs who've won this competition more than us. That tells you the standing that they're in. Seven times champions of Europe, 63, 69, 89, 90, that incredible Saki team, 94, that great Capello team, and then 03 and 07 under Carlo Ancelotti, the 07 final, obviously, defeating us 2-1 with the two goals from Filippo and Zaghi, getting their revenge for the 2005 final, where obviously we beat them, having been 3-0 down in Istanbul, coming back, getting the 3-3 draw, getting through extra time and beating them on penalties. This will be only the third time Liverpool have faced AC Milan in a competitive match, which is incredible. With the history we both have, it's incredible that the only two previous games both came in finals. Now, there's been friendlies and whatever else, but in competitive real matches, this is only the third the third time. And remember, like it's not just the Champions League. We've dominated the UEFA Cup as well. They've won the Cup Winners Cup a couple of times, and we never faced each other in any of those. So this is a massive game. This is a very good Milan team. Not on our level, but in midfield, they're very, very strong. They've got some talent at the back. They've got a very good goalkeeper. And they've got some dangerous players in attack. Now, no Zlatan, he's missing out with an Achilles problem. But it is still a strong team. There's a AI scouted preview. Myself and Carl Matchett already up on Pro. If you haven't listened to that, maybe that's one to listen to today. But very, very excited for this game. I really think it's going to be a tremendous game. I think they're a team well-managed, well-organized, good defensively, in good form. They've got some dangerous players. I think the the real danger comes from Theo Hernandez down their left. He is, he's obviously not Trent, but he's probably the next best thing in terms of a fullback who you can run your entire attack through the way we do with Trent. He doesn't have Trent's range of passing. He's more similar stylistically to Robbo with maybe the potential to be better than Robbo going forward. He's not as good as Robbo defensively, but when he's on form, he is a sensational player in attack. We'll know some of the players. Kyle Tamori will be in at centre-back. Simon Kiara has been knocking around for years. Oliver Giroud could start up front. These are players we know, players that we know will be good players and will, will cause us some issues. The real quality lies in midfield. Frank Kessie, Sandro Tonali, Ishmael Benasser. Any two of that three will be tough to deal with. But we know we're going to be strong in midfield unless Jürgen does something bizarre. In all likelihood, it's three from Henderson, who will certainly start having 
uh, sat out the weekend or, or come off the bench the weekend. Fabinho almost certainly starts. And then I think it's Thiago or Naby. One or the other starts in this game. Hopefully Thiago, just considering the rhythm he was in at the weekend and how well he played and his experience in big Champions League games is a level above everybody else's. I know we've won a Champions League recently and gotten to a final and, and whatever, but he's been at the highest level of Champions League football for a decade. So that will be valuable. Naby off the bench and then maybe Naby starts the weekend. We'll be strong in midfield. We should have enough there to control the game, to dictate the pace, to allow Jordan Henderson to be the one that makes those forward runs like Harvey Elliott was making while he was in the team. And Fabinho and Thiago can can hold the middle of the park and really give us the platform to play off, allow those fullbacks to get forward, allow us to play that high line with Virgil and, and whoever it is the partners and maybe Joe Gomez, maybe Kanate. I'd expect Matip to sit out because it would be unlike Jurgen to play him so close together considering the injury problems he's had. Uh, if we step back a little bit and jump around the main Liverpool sites, we start obviously with the club site and the big story there is that Harvey Elliott, Harvey Elliott has undergone a successful ankle surgery. The club doctor, Jim Moxon, has said that Harvey suffered a fracture dislocation of his left ankle during the game. We were able to reduce the dislocation immediately on the pitch and Harvey had surgery today to repair the fracture and the ligaments that were damaged in the incident. The operation was a success, so his comeback starts now. We won't put pressure on him by setting a specific timeline beyond being able to say with confidence that we expect him to feature again later in the season following our rehab rehab program. I think they'll be very, very careful, very, very conservative, and bring him back slowly. If we see him again in April, I think that's a win. I think if we see him again at all this season, that's a big bonus. But I think we'll get him back around late March, early April, at which point he can be slowly integrated back in, can play a role to the end of the season, he'll get a full pre-season, and then next season, he may well start next season as a starter in the team. Considering the faith Klopp has shown in him, considering the way Klopp has spoken about him, and considering how he's performed, and the links that we've seen with him and Trent, him and Mo, and how well that's worked. It could be very, very hard to keep him out of the team. It could be very, very hard to keep him out of the team. So, fingers crossed, all goes according to plan with the recovery. And we get to see him again, you know, at a, a decent point of the season. Uh, Liverpool.com and This Is Anfield, obviously, also carrying stories about Harvey and his recovery. Uh, Mo Salah has been awarded the Standard Chartered Player of the Month for August. Mo just, most just win this award most months. Um, he, he's just so consistently amazing that we often forget how lucky we are to have Mo in the team. And obviously the weekend he, get a, he got his 100th Premier League goal which, given how quickly he's done it, is is insane. Um, it's also his 100th goal for Liverpool, which, again, also insane. 
he's two goals, two Premier League goals away from 100 for Liverpool, and he's played 149 Premier League games for us. If he gets two against Crystal Palace, that's 100 and 150 games, which is just a ludicrous record. Actually, he's 128 uh, for, sorry, 128 goals for Liverpool in total, I should have said, not, not 100. But his record has been sensational. This is the fifth season of him just being mind-blowingly good. And for someone that was described as another Juan Cuadrado, it's not a bad return to have a much better Premier League record than Cristiano, a much better Premier League record than Eden Hazard, the two guys who were probably seen as the best wide players to play in the Premier League before Mo arrived. The only people with records comparable or better than his are the likes of Shearer, Kane, and Kane's is close, it's not much better, but Shearer, Kane, Aguero and Henri, all of whom played as a central striker. Mo plays as an inside forward. That's the kind of class that he's in. If he played through the middle for us consistently, he'd probably score 40 goals a season. He's that good. He's the best inside forward slash winger the Premier League has seen. And it's not just the goals, it's the creative numbers as well. Just go and do a deep dive into the creative numbers or listen to the Under Pressure podcast on Anfield Index Pro and let Simon and the Dans and Phil talk you through it. Because what he's doing is unprecedented for a wide player in terms of goals and the creativity that he brings along with it. Mo Salah is a freak of nature, and the sooner we get his contract situation sorted, the better. Um, looking at Liverpool.com, there's obviously some build-up to the uh, AC Milan game, and there are some transfer pieces. There's a piece about a link that's been made between Liverpool and Kareem Adeyemi, a piece about uh, Liverpool and Amin Guri of Nice, both of whom would, re- would represent excellent business for Liverpool. Two incredibly gifted young strikers, Guri can play in wide roles as well, probably more comfortable in a wide role. I think Adeyemi is going to be a nine. If you didn't see it last night, I, I would advise everybody to go and find highlights of Adeyemi against Sevilla. Jules Kunde is one of the best centre-backs in Europe at the age of 22. And Adeyemi made him look bad multiple times. He won three penalties in half an hour. Uh, he took the first one himself and missed. Uh, Salzburg would miss two of the three and end up with a 1-1 draw. Sevilla got a penalty in the first half as well. He was just outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And he's done his part to play into the speculation linking him with Liverpool. He liked an article about him potentially being a target for Liverpool on Twitter. He posted a message in support of Harvey Elliott in the comments of Harvey's uh, post about his, his surgery. There's been a lot of rumours that we are interested, a lot of rumours that he is a player that we could even target in January. And he would make a ton of sense. At 19, he'll be 20 in January. His goal-scoring record this year is tremendous. Seven goals in 11 games in all competitions. Six and seven in in the league. He does a bit of everything. 
He can create chances for others. He can dribble. He can pass. He can beat players with his speed. He does just look like a player with, with real potential to become something special. So definitely one for Liverpool fans to keep an eye on. Gouri's a little bit different, maybe a little bit under the radar for some. Uh, he came through the Leon Academy, was sold on to Nice in 2020 for €7 million, Euro, which was a bargain price. He scored 16 goals in 41 games from a wide forward kind of role and would be a very, very good fit. Like I said, can also play centrally. There's a little bit of Bobby Firmino about him, but you could see it working with him coming into the mix at Liverpool. There's also an article about Matthias Arezzo, who is an 18-year-old Uruguayan, currently playing for River Plate Montevideo. He's very talented. I went down a bit of a wormhole with him yesterday, and the level of competition is dreadful. Let's be clear about that. The level of competition he's playing against is very, very poor. But I, I came away with the conclusion that this kid is the next Falcao and potentially better. Um, not to overreact or anything, but you know, the build, the movement, the, the running style, the finishing ability, both footed, had Sam Maguire do a bit of a deep dive. His um his XG is not great, but he scores he scores a lot of goals. He's got uh twelve and sixteen already this season, and he's only eighteen years of age. This is his third season as a starter, which will tell you how highly rated he's been in his own country. He plays for the under twenty three international team. Uh, for Uruguay. Could be just one to keep an eye on. He probably ends up at like a Benfica or a Porto or something uh, and flames out. But, you know, just keep an eye on him anyway. He's he's one to one to look at. Um, this is Anfield, has news on Harvey Elliott, some previews for the Milan match, and Leeds losing the Pascal Striak appeal. Harvey Elliott has said that it's wrong. But I'm sorry, Harvey's wrong on this. It was a red card. There's no doubt it was a red card. It's a two-footed lunge. Both feet are off the ground. It's dangerous. It's one of those scissors tackles which have been outlawed from behind. I know Harvey is trying to, you know, make it so that people aren't dumping on a young central defender in Struyak still trying to make his way as Harvey is. But it was a red card, and the decision not to overturn it is absolutely the correct the correct story. Um, Liverpool have added 15 youngsters to their Champions League squad. Uh, the list B, which is basically homegrown players and players that don't have to be, you know, in the registered group. Um, it's quite a good list. There's a lot of players who likely won't play, but it's good for them to have their names on this, to have the experience. Cade Gordon, unfortunately, not among them because of his, of, because of his age. Bobby Clark, uh, Pitaluga, and a few others as well. But James Norris, Luke Chambers, Dominic Corness, James Balagizzi, Max Waltman, Harvey Blair, Oakley Cannoneer. Gerald Kwanzaa, Connor Bradley, Tyler Morton, Billy Kometo, Owen Beck, Harvey Davis. There's a, a strong group there. A strong group there that will be involved in the training, will travel with the team, you'd imagine, 
for training for games and, and things like that. So all positives coming out of Liverpool. Uh, story on this is Anfield about Loris Karius turning down a move from Liverpool to Basel in the summer due to problems agreeing personal terms with the Swiss club. Um, look, Liverpool gave him a certain contract, and if no one's going to match it, why why should he leave? He doesn't know anybody anything at this point. Uh, so you know he'll take a pay cut when he leaves Liverpool on a free next summer, but. I think for now, he's probably right to just stick about and get as much money as he can. Uh, Finally then, on AnfieldIndex.com, there is a piece by Steve Smith about Thiago and Fabinho, uh, comparing them to the Mascherano and Alonso midfield, which I do believe it's, without doubt, the best midfield pairing we've had since then. The two best midfielders, bar Gerrard, but he was there with them. Um, the two best midfielders we've had since Alonso and Mascherano, and Jared was always better in the more advanced role anyway. So there is that. Podcast-wise, we've got quite a bit. Rate Don't Hate came out yesterday. Um, very, very well worth your while giving that a listen. The latest Under Pressure, entitled Game State Monsters, also out. Uh, a long one, I think it was about touching about an hour 30, an hour 40. Uh, you'd know that Tandon is not involved on the podcast when it gets to that type of length because normally you'd get to about an hour and he'd be giving you the signal that that's enough, that's enough. But uh, while while Gags is away, the boys are at play and they're running amok and um, Dan Kennett, Dan Rhodes and Cy Brundish went for about an hour and a half. So well worth your while giving that one a listen. And then what I think is the jewel in the crown of AI Pro, the Minefield podcast. Alan and Andrew, is it's absolutely brilliant every single time. It's so unique. It's unlike anything anyone's out, out there is doing. It and under pressure, to be fair. Very, very different to what anybody else is capable of producing, let alone trying to produce. Uh, so do check those out. And like I said, there is the, the latest scouted out. Uh, for the Milan game. There will be a scouted after the game tonight. I think it's myself, Trev, and Harry Setti, I believe. So that should be a good one. Uh, do check that out tonight after the game. We are recording it live on Discord. So if you're in the Anfield Index Pro Discord, do give, uh, do give yourself an hour to jump in and have a listen. And that's it then. That's us for today. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.